Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. So glad to see everybody tonight. Let's get into our study for this evening. And I'm going to go to the book of Mark, chapter 15. We are uh, going to do tonight the last in this series on the four temptations of Christ. And it's about process, the temptation, the test related to process. Everybody say process. Mark chapter 15, verse 22. And they bring him unto the place Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of the skull. And they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but... He received it not. They gave him wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this gathering of your people. Bless those, O God, that are with us in house and those online. I pray you would touch the sick. Lord, be with our family members, God, who are not here tonight. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to bless MPC. We humbly need you, depend upon you. Bless this message, God, in your mighty name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. you may be seated. Brother David, you may have to bump me just a little. If my, I'm, I'm going to try not to shout at you. If I do shout, you can bring me back down, all right? So <clears throat> I want to talk to you about the test or the temptation of process. You know, we live in a world today that lives for comfort. Comfort. I like comfort. Anybody like not sitting on wooden pews right now? You glad for a cushy chair? Glad. Glad to have, you know, comforts. I love my refrigerator. I love comforts. I can open the door and get something that's right there. I love the comfort of, of, of a car. I lo- I'm glad I'm not walking everywhere or riding in a, a horse or, you know. I, I, I appreciate to be living in this hour of con. Can you just thank the Lord to be living in 2022? Can you just thank the Lord? But we like comforts. We like ease. We like to ask our GPS what's the quickest route to where we need to go. We have become experts in shortcuts, quick fixes. Uh, We are a society where mediocrity and low expectations are just fine. Matter of fact, it's kind of now excellent for you to be mediocre. We settle for 
doing easy things rather than hard things. I had a neighbor who's a foreman of a local factory here in the area that they pay their, I guess it would be classified their janitorial, janitorial staff, $24 an hour to clean up the floors and do all kinds of things. And they have a hard time keeping people on there because they say it's too hard. Too hard work. Mercy. Somebody say, Lord, help. We're living in a time where people work hard to live easy. They want to try to figure out a way to cope. Our coping skills is not much in today's society. Our coping skills are not much. Then, then you, you factor in the part where the church has adapted this idea that discipleship should be painless. That there should never be a struggle. Everything is all about blessing and goodness and prosperity. And, and, and so we have, have the idea we want church to be uncomplicated. Well, if you've got people, you've got complication. For where there's people, there's wonder. We, we like to have a trouble-free, uh, you know, relationship with the Lord, that we never have a problem, we never have a, uh, an issue, everything is fine. But the path that God calls us to, the process that God calls us to, rarely is easy. You, tell, you talk to people that, that come to the Lord, they say, well, I used to not have any problem until I came to church, and then all of a sudden, the devil's fighting me. Yeah, because he had you before then. And so... We're living in a day where the, the, the process has become make it easy for me, make it quick for me, make it simple for me, make it where it doesn't make me upset, uh, make, it, make it easy for me. But Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, take up your cross and follow me. And sometimes that is hard for us. And in this temptation, uh, I want to talk about that. This temptation doesn't happen in the same location as the others. It's not in a wilderness. It's not on a high point of the temple. It's not on the pinnacle or the, the, the apex of a mountain with a high view. This temptation happens to Jesus while he's on his way to the cross. And Simon is carrying his cross at this time, but he's bloody. He is beaten. His crown of thorns is on his head. And he's headed to be nailed to a cross. And as he is going to that cross, there are those that offer to him, and, and they tell us, um, commentators tell us, that there was a group of women that made this concoction of wine and mixture of myrrh and spices and medicine, if you please. And they would actually offer it to those that were headed to the cross, and it was so powerful that it would dull their pain. Just a drink of it. Now that's some that's some stuff right now. If that if that's what they and that's what they teach us, it would dull their pain. And on the way to the cross, he's hurting, he's wounded, he's bleeding, he's in pain, and he knows he's about to get spikes driven through his hands and his feet. He knows this is all going to happen, and yet. 
He's offered a narcotic to ease the pain. And you know what he does? He refused. The temptation is to say, I want the process to be easy. I want the process to be smooth. I want my life to never have anything but us. And so if you could provide me, and what the devil does is he provides us with mentalities. He provides us with thoughts and actions that we want to circumvent the process that God has got us on. And yet God is saying, if you will be faithful in the process, I'll lead you to a resurrection. Amen. And just a little while after that. But I want to talk to you about process. The temptation is this, that what they offered him to numb the process, he refused to drink from the cup. Amen. We can seek for shortcuts, but sometimes shortcuts are not the answer. We can seek that to try to minimize the process, but the process often requires sacrifice. The process often requires sticking to it. The process often requires us to not quit, but keep going on, keep pushing on. You know, we're living in a day where, where, where people are so, my goodness, they're, 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 they're I'm scared because you don't believe what I believe. I mean, I don't feel like I'm in a safe place. Good night. What do they call them? Snowflakes? Bubble wrap folks? It, 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 it's like, you know, don't, don't put me in the place where the process is going to make me feel uncomfortable. Matter of fact, medicate me. Medicate me in the process. Make it easier for me. Make my shallow life feel good about myself. The enemy wants to derail us in the process because it's the process that leads you to your promise. It's the process that leads you to your promise. Praise be to God. Isn't the Lord good? He's good all the time. <clears throat> Amen. God, we love you today. Praise God. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. Paul said like this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead, though um, not as though I had already attained. Somebody say, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Either were already perfect, but I follow after, I pursue after, that if that I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I'm not there yet, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press, I pursue, I stay in the process. Yeah, I'm down one day and I'm up the next. This month I've got this issue. Next month I've got that issue, but I'm still pressing. 
The enemy wants you to feel like that you shouldn't continue in the process. Your life should be in a place where, you, you know, can I, can I just tell you sometimes we are so convinced that we've got the worst of everybody else. Nobody else has the problems that we have. You know, nobody else has got, we, we wonder sometimes when we walk in the building, somebody's going to read our mail and they're going to tell, they know exactly how bad I, I am and what I've done. You know, this is what I want to say to all of us in the kindest, sweetest way that my broken voice can say it. Grow up. <laughs> Praise God. That's process. We all have things that we're dealing with. It's process. It's when we begin to feel like I give up, I quit, I can't handle it anymore, that all of a sudden we are losing out. He said, I press. I press. What am I pressing toward? The mark. I am keep looking ahead for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Amen. I, 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 I say it like the message says it. I'm not saying that I have this all together. Anybody can agree? I don't have my life all together. I felt like when I turned 60, all of my mess would be together. I felt like that when I got to a certain age, because I always thought folks that were in a certain age had it all together. But I still got to deal with the fact that sometimes I feel like I know nothing because I'm in the process. And I will be in the process until I see my Jesus face to face. <clears throat> Consider with me this. Abraham got a promise. He was going to have a son. 25 years later, he did. 25 years from the promise to Isaac being born. Wow. Somebody say process. Consider Moses. Moses tried, tried to circumvent the process, killed an Egyptian, and then had to run and flee and was in the wilderness for 40 years. God had to go retrain him 40 years in the wilderness because he's about to lead a bunch of people rather than sheep for 40 years in the wilderness. So sometimes the process can be long. It's not about the time. It's about God leading us to a place so we can get to our destiny. King David, David was anointed king and he had to wait 15 years. 15 years. Before they put a crown on his head. He was anointed 15 years. We want to rush. We want to throw ourselves into the into the you know the front line, like right now. And I believe that 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 sometimes there are situations, it may be quickly. But do you know the apostle Paul was 14 years from Damascus Road experience to his first missionary trip? And during that time, you study the history of Paul, and you will find that he met with people like Barnabas and, and um, Ananias and met with different ones. And what they did is they trained him 
They taught him the gospel. They poured into him. He also went to the third heaven, met with the Lord personally. Amen. But it was 14 years. So you're not there yet. Can I just say you're in good company? You're in good company if you're not there yet. I put you in the category of Moses, of Abraham, and David, and, and Joseph. How about old Joe? Joe had a dream he was going to be a great leader. Well, he didn't have the nightmare part of it, did he? He went to the pit, went to Potiphar's house, had to run from Potiphar's wife, got accused of rape, was put into prison, was in prison for years, and, and, and then finally he come out of that and was in, in Pharaoh's house. And it was Joseph that would say, later on, you thought it was for, you, what you took for evil, God made good. Amen. Joseph understood process. Here's the problem. If we shortcut the process, we often shortcut the product or the promise. Look at Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. In the Lord good today. Praise be to God. I need a little help. <clears throat> Brother B, will you come sit on this front row right here? If you've got a Bible, you can get a Bible or you can read it off the screen. I need you to read for me. Praise God. Go ahead and read it. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. All right. Read it again. Being confident of this very thing. Hold on, hold on right there. Being confident means being fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Read. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will finish it unto the end. The word perform here means to carry to its completed state. To the end, to the conclusion of the process. When will that be? That'll be the day of Jesus Christ. When he says it's done, it's over. I made it through the process. Right. Hallelujah. And I know by faith I am convinced. I'm confident. When you're in the process and it looks like everything's going bad, then everything's going good, then everything's going bad, be confident that God's got this. He's faithful, and he will perform it. He will finish it. All right, James 1, 2 through 4. Read that for us, please. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Go ahead. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. How many of you want nothing? I don't want I want to be in that place where I don't want anything. I'm good. I'm good. Well, then the Lord said, I'm going to put you in the process of patience. How many want that process? Amen. Mm. Amen. I want the want nothing part, but he said that's related to the process. Amen. 
And so count it all joy when you fall into this process and these testings and these trials. Count it all joy. Why? God's working something in your life. Yes. God's performing something in your yes. life. And it will have its perfect work. God's got a work in you that he's doing in the process. God works in the process. Don't drink the cup that numbs the process or circumvents the process. All right, let's go to this verse of scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and uh, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and uh -huh. spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Oh, perfecting holiness. You know what that means? That means, in the Greek, that literally means to bring to completeness, to bring to an end, to accomplish, to execute, to complete. Process. God has a process even when it comes to holiness. Look, look at this. The Greek word for perfecting is the, in the present tense, which means that the perfecting is to be continually daily. Process. I am convinced that we have made holiness about a list and rules. And when we make it about a list of rules, we forget what God is really trying to do, and that is to perfect us in the process. It is in the process of you learning convictions and learning about living righteous and learning how to please him. It is in the process that we learn these things that is so important. It is not as important as following a rule list. It's about the process. Holiness, living right, living righteous is not about a list, but it is about the process, perfecting holiness. The Christian life is a process, a journey, a maturing process. When Jesus said, uh, be ye perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect, it's, 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 it seems utterly impossible. How, Brother Chris, can I be perfect like the Father? Brother B, that's impossible. It's impossible. But what he was meaning, when you look the word perfect does, it means mature. Mature. Strive for maturity. Holiness is about growing up, not just so I've got one side really good covered. I wear my clothes right, but my tongue is longer than my leg. Okay. I told you a while ago to grow up, Paul said to the Ephesians, speak the truth in love that you may grow up into all things who is the head. Peter said, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's put up Ephesians 4 and verse 11. Thank you, Brother B, for helping me tonight. Read that. And he gave some apostles mm -hmm. and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. All right. For Why? The, for the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting. There's that word again. For the growing, the maturing, the process. Why show up on Tuesday night? Process. process amen. Well, why, why, why be here on Sunday morning? Uh, 
Process. That's right. Uh, why do I need to be here on Sunday night? Why should I sing in the choir? Process. Why, 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 why should I uh, read my Bible daily? Process. Why do I need to pray? Process. Because it is about perfecting the saints. Amen. Read on. For the work of the ministry, mm -hmm. for the edifying of the body of Christ. Read. Till we all come in <coughs> the unity of the faith mm -hmm. and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, There's that unto word the again. measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Okay. There's that word, perfect, again. Then verse 14, he gets more specific. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed okay. to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Hmm. Growing up means maturing. Process means maturing. Right. I hope to goodness at 60, I'm not dealing with the things that I dealt with at 40. I'm dealing with the same, same, I'm dealing with issues in my life, but I hope there are some things that I've overcome and matured about and, and, and have a better handle on it. Amen. It ought to be that. Why? Because God wants me to grow up. He, he wants me to be in the process, passionately pursuing a progressive relationship with a holy God. I may be imperfect in it, but I'm in the process. I don't have it all right, but I'm in the process. That's where you are. In the process. Here's the principle. That I pursue the lordship of Jesus Christ persistently that I have an unquenchable desire to please him. Process. I want to grow in the process. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1 and 9. If you would read it when it comes up. Who hath saved us uh -huh. and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Mm -hmm. he's, he's saved us and he's called us to a holy calling. What is holiness? Process. It is pursuit. It's not that we have arrived. It's not that we're examining who's got a better holy life than this one's got a better holy life. It's about being in the process. If I am not growing in holiness, then I become stagnant in it. I've got to pursue and have process. I think you ought to be developing new convictions. I think you ought to be developing deeper convictions about things that is personal. It's, it's part of who you are. I think that is very important. Uh, again, if I quote from A.W. Tozer, who says it in a very uh, uh, clear, forceful way, he said, Christ calls men to carry a cross. We call them to have fun in his name. He calls them to forsake the world. We assure them that they but accept Jesus. The world is their oyster. He calls them to suffer. We call them to enjoy all the comforts of modern civilization. He calls them to holiness. We call them to a, a cheap happiness that would have been rejected with scorn by the least of the Stoic philosophers. He calls us to holiness. He calls us to holiness. 
Look at this first scripture, very familiar first scripture, Hebrews 12 and 14. Follow peace with all men and uh -huh. holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Can I see a show of hands? How many people have heard that verse preached on? <clears throat> Maybe I should ask. How many of you have heard that? You've preached on that more than once. That's a good old apostolic verse of scripture. Amen. I, I, I do think it's very important that you remember grammatically <clears throat> where, where, where the commas are. In that uh, verse of scripture, follow peace with all men and holiness. Some people move the comma in holiness to after without. They move the comma to after without. So it reads, follow peace with all men and holiness without, which no man shall see the Lord. That's not what it says. Commas are important because it puts things in context. G. Campbell Morgan said, Holiness is not the end of progress, but the deliverance from standing still. It is not the end of progress, but the deliverance from standing still. The word follow here that the verse begins with is the Greek word that means to press hard toward, to pursue with earnestness and diligence in order to be obtain. We need to press hard to have peace with all men. Amen. Press hard to have, understand the holiness of God, the sovereignty of God, the righteousness of God. Amen. Pursue process, process to move energetically toward this goal. Amen. We ought to embrace somebody tonight. Embrace the process of your life with Christ and realize I'm not where I should be, but neither was Paul when he said, I have not attained, but I still press. I still press. Okay, you get knocked down, get back up. Press again. You, you know, something happens and, and hurt feelings and issues come up and somebody says something about you, get up and I, I, I almost put this in my notes today. You can have a seat, Brother B. It's going to be a few minutes. But I almost put this in my notes today. One of the greatest things my dad taught me, I was raised in a home with five boys, no girls. Sure, impaired me for life. But uh, uh, this, is, this is what my dad said whenever I'd get hurt. Get up, boy, and shake it off. My dad was a World War II veteran. My dad, you know, that was his philosophy. Get up and shake it off. Thank God for a mom that would come over and soothe it and, you know, <laughs> praise the Lord for that. But we're living in a day where we need a church that says, he's got this. I'm getting up and shaking it off. I'm going to be okay in this process. He's got it for me. Amen. I, I'm not going to sit here and wallow in self-pity. I'm not going to waller in the fact that I feel like I'm such a failure. I'll never make it. No, you're in process. You're in process. Abraham, what, 25 years? He made some major mistakes in that time. And yet the Bible still, still said that he was a man of faith and he never gave up. 
God doesn't always look at that moment you drop the, the mess. He looks at the moment whether you get back up. Call unto him in mercy and grace and walk on. That's process. And the devil doesn't like that. The devil doesn't like for you to get hurt but then come back to church and praise the God, Lord. The devil doesn't like that, that, that you will push through pain and issues, push through sickness, push through all kinds of things. In the words of my dad, get up, you say, get up, boy. Yeah, it's a process. Holiness is a process. Living for Jesus Christ is a process. All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, mm -hmm. that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Don't cast off your confidence. Keep your patience. You're in process. He's still working on me to make me the things I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, all the other stuff. Somebody say, he's working on me. I'm in process. I'll be in process to the day I'm either buried or raptured until I see him face to face. But he said, I will perform it. I will do it. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 23. i show you a little bit more about process, and we're about to wrap it up. I will send my fear before thee. Mm -hmm. And I will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. Mm -hmm. And I will send hornets before thee, <clears throat> which shall drive out the Hivites, mm -hmm. the Canaanite, mm -hmm. and the Hittite from before thee. All right. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year. Okay. Lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. Mm -hmm. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee, unto, that, unto thou be increased and inherit the land. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you. So God says, Israel, I'm going before you into the promised land. I am going to send panic into your enemies. I'm going to send fear the word there for destroyed can, can be rendered confused as well. I, I'm going to confuse them. I'm going to put some... Aren't you glad that the Lord can so put fear in the enemy in the kingdom of darkness until he's confused? I believe sometimes there is confusion in hell because of God's people that live in process. Right. I thought I had them. But like a weeble that wobbles and doesn't fall down, he knocked it and he props right back up. Amen. Or like those old, old punching bags. We used to have that sand in the back of it. You, know, you hit it and it comes back up. I, I think sometimes the devil throws everything he can at you. He throws everything he can at you to try to circumvent the process. You get knocked down, but he doesn't understand when you get back up. Begin to praise God. I thought I knocked him down. 
It's because the lords can send confusion to the enemy ahead of the time. All right. So the Lord said, I'm going to send terror. I'm going to send fear. And it's going to cause confusion. I'm going to make the people of the land afraid when they hear that Israel is coming. I'm going to make the people of the land afraid. You will find this in Jericho where the Hebrews, uh, when they heard the Hebrews is coming, the Bible tells us that their hearts melted. Their courage vanished away from every man. Every man lost courage. Why? Joshua records that, for they said, for the Lord your God is, he is God in heaven above and earth beneath. Hmm. Here's the news. Victory is before you. Promise is before you. Let's march on. He said, I will send hornets before thee, and I'll drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before thee. But then he says something very interesting in verse 29. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year. Why did he say that? Lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. He is telling Israel, you're about to enter into a process of victory and conquering. But then he says in verse 30, by little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. God works in process. He said, I'm going to release victory, but it's not going to come in an instant. It's not going to come in a year, but it's going to come little by little. Little by little, you're going to conquer. Little by little, you're going to reach the victory. It's about the process. But why did he say little by little? He said, because if I don't do it by little by little, you will find that the land will become desolate and the beast of the field will come in and take over. Why doesn't God fast track me in my life? Why doesn't God fast track me in my ministry? Why doesn't God fast track me to where I need to be? Because he knows that there are some beasts that you wouldn't be ready to handle until you are increased yourself. The process is said here, until thou be increased. Process is about us growing in God until we're ready to handle the land, ready to take care of the beast, and they're not destroying us, but we're overcoming it. I've watched as people have become shining stars, and, and they have quickly flown through the top, and they have become great, great, great people with great things in their life, but pride gets them. Arrogance gets them. I, I've watched it as, as, as the beast of the field destroy them. Why? They were not content with the little by little. You ought to thank God for the little progresses in your life right now. You ought to thank him that you're not where you was last year at this time. Come on, that's it. Just thank him that you're, you're in a process, amen, for his blessings to be in your life. I'm not looking for it all at once, God, but I'm looking, Lord Jesus, little by little. Stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord. Let's praise him today. Lord, we're going to be in this little by little. 
until we can handle it. Until we are increased. Until we can handle criticism. Until we can not be offended. Until we can not be impatient. Until we can love people like well to love people. Amen. Increasing and growing is a process. The promise had been delivered by God. And God said, I'm going to go before you. But he says, I want you to embrace little by little. I want you to embrace little by little. It's too often we look around at our brothers and sisters and we think that they ought to be at a certain place with God. Why don't you just embrace the little by little that God is dealing with them right now? Well, they ought to be way over here. Well, maybe God's just taking them through the process until they're ready to be way over here. But maybe I should be way over there with God. But I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So I refuse to let the temptation to circumvent process come against my mind and my life. I want to pursue him with everything I have. Come on, let's praise him in this place. Take some time. Let the word, let the word come into your mind. Let it be embedded, Lord, in our spirit. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.